I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And we are the country music critic. That's right. We got a bonus little episode here for you guys, and I hope you enjoy it. But before we get started, it's on to our recent music news. Yes, sir. What you got for us, Jordan? Well, this week, we got a few things. Uh, first of all, we're going to address all of the you know, issues going on with the uh, Joe Rogan experience, his podcast on Spotify. We got uh, Neil Young threatened to pull his music off, and then he did pull his music off, all because uh, Mr. Uh, Rogan is said to be spreading misinformation and whatnot, which I'm going to be honest with you. I listen to Joe Rogan uh, pretty often. Yeah, me too. And he'll be the first to say, he says, every time it's brought up, he says, I'm not a doctor. I'm a meathead. Right. I'm a UFC yeah, uh, cage fighting commentator. I'm a comedian. I've acted. I was the host of a uh, you know, a reality show in yeah, Fear Factor. He'll tell you that all he's doing is looking for alternative information something that they're not you know releasing on the uh, mainstream media and he gets certified uh, doctors scientists he gets official people like he he gets people who are you know well versed in what they do yeah yeah it's just not anybody you know and and as we've all noticed with uh cnn and all of your big news I mean, this stuff is scripted. They're only going to tell you what they want to push. And with Joe, I, I kind of feel like there's a lot of things that I don't disagree well, that I agree and disagree with, but I see his point and I always walk away with a little brighter of an understanding of a situation. Yeah. It's, and it's just like, you know, Joe said in his little, you know, piece that he, you know, release uh, <clears throat> regarding the whole situation. He said, you know, eight months ago, if you would have said that you can get the you know, virus, if you've had the vaccine and you can spread it, if you've had the vaccine, he said they would, they would have took you off social media and said it was misinformation. Right. If you would have mentioned the fact that, you know, a mask don't work, you would have been took off social media and said you were, spewing hate speech and that you were spewing misinformation and now cnn even mentions that yeah masks officially do not work (laughs) so waiting i mean yeah yeah, right uh so you can take the whole misinformation thing with a grain of salt as far as that's concerned because especially when it comes to covid because a lot of people say they know but I don't know that they know. I don't think they do know. Because I don't think nobody did, knows. If they did, we would have a vaccine that killed it and not just weakened it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been around. Well, the type of work that I do during the day, I've been around it for the last two years and I didn't recently get it until like a month ago, which blows my mind. I would have thought that I would have been one of the first people to get it. So I don't think, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think anybody knows honestly what the fuck is going on. I really don't. Yeah. I don't think they do either. I wouldn't drop an F bomb on it, but I I, well, I heard that joke. 
I was trying to. He got mad recover. about the lot lizard joke. I was trying to recover <laughs> from the awful jokes that Jordan has. And next up on the news, yeah. uh, we're going to talk about Kid Rock next. He oh, released on, on Friday that uh, he, if there is any kind of mask mandate or vaccine mandate at a location that he has a concert scheduled, he's going to cancel the concert. Um, he wants you to be free. Because, and I quote, <clears throat> we the people. Yeah, we the people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. I mean, I agree, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like if, if you want to wear your mask and you feel safe, do it. But don't make me do it yeah. when they scientifically, we don't know if they work or not, you yeah. know. Uh, I mean. I'll say, you know, I, whoever out there, just do what makes you feel comfortable. If you feel safe wearing a mask, then wear a mask. If you feel safer and not going in big crowds, don't go in big crowds. Right. But if you, you know, feel fine you know, without a mask, then don't wear a mask. If you feel comfortable going in big crowds, let your freak flag fly. Do whatever you want. Right. Ultimately, we're only on this life for a little while. Might as well enjoy it. Exactly. So, if it you know, <clears throat> makes you feel threatened, and don't do it whatever i mean and we're all happy just don't criticize you know somebody who you know wants to wear a mask and maybe you know they have something you know underlying that you don't know about and they don't want to expose themselves or you know potentially spread it to somebody else who is around them who has other issues right just like me i have a, you know, a grandfather who's up in age and i would hate to be the person who gives him you know something yeah, and that makes sense. It takes him out. He's 95. I mean, he, he's had a good run. I'd like to have him for another 95 years, though. Yeah. So, I don't want to be the reason. But that being said, we'll move along to the next item of business. New news this week. Uh, at the AFC Championship game in Kansas City, Missouri, Arrowhead Stadium, the Kansas City Chiefs were taking on the Cincinnati uh, Bengals. Uh, Bungles no more because the Bengals won the game. But uh, Walker Hayes was performing uh, when they were doing all the commentating, and there had to be some kind of speaker you know, incident because it was so loud. The guys who were commentating about the game, they couldn't even hear themselves talk. They couldn't hear themselves think. It was so loud. You just had to listen to the Applebee song, the song yeah. that that's a whole nother. It's a whole other. It, it's thing. been destroyed. Yeah, on on the radio, and and here's my thing on him. And from the very beginning, I think I even had a few comments about that song. And after I got to know the artist and actually listen to his history, you know, he did come into the scene, and country music kind of didn't know what to do with him, and he ended up pulling off a song that. Climb the charge like crazy. I mean, it was on top for the longest time. And here we are, heard it so many times that we can't stand to hear it no more. But he's a recovering addict. He's a father of five kids. He's a solid dude. So, uh, you know, my hat's off to him and his recent success. It was definitely not earned overnight. Now, it's not country music. It's not country music. No. But, you know. He does earn everybody's goal in the music industry. That's everybody's goal 
It's to yeah. at least get out there with one song. Get yeah. one, you know, great song. There are a ton of one hit wonders. There's a lot of one hit wonders. There are very few that have a whole bunch of songs that are popular and actually, you know, good. But I congratulate him for his success up to this point because he's put in the work and you know I appreciate hard work and people who will put themselves out there. Yeah. And yeah. All right. And last on the docket for new news this week, Miss uh, Lauren Elena uh, heard the news that she will be inducted into the Grand Ole Opry coming in February. You know, and she's one of the hardest working females in country music. I know we don't see her name a lot by herself at the top of the charts. She's always with somebody. I mean, she's she's Mrs. Country Music Duet, in my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, me and you my actually, wife got, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, me and my wife got married almost, you know, seven years ago now. We were at the airport. We're getting ready to leave to go to the Dominican Republic. Um, we were at the airport in Nashville. We're you know, <clears throat> going through TSA. And then it was you know, somebody on the other side that was singing. And she had a very pretty voice, but it was very early in the morning. And my wife's not much of a you know, morning person. She looks over at me and she said, what is that woman doing? She's getting on my nerves. Anybody knows my wife knows she has very ill-mannered nerves. They're and and very, that was the edited version. Yeah, that's very. I'm not. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. So we get. We, we don't want Jordan on the couch tonight. Yeah, yeah. We go through the security and we're you know, walking to our uh, terminal and uh, yeah, here comes this little singing head popping down through there. She's got her. I don't know if it's her agent or her manager or somebody that was with her, but she was just, just walking like, I don't, that's a, a sad existence. I would think she was sitting there and, you know, Lauren Elena was just you know, belting out, you know, a song at the top of her lungs. And my wife says, Oh, she just wanted to make sure everybody hears her. <laughs> <laughs> my wife did not appreciate her singing, but yeah, she spoke yeah. to my wife. She was yeah. really friendly. Yeah. Uh, my wife smiled at her and then turned her head and <laughs> you know, scalded at me. <laughs> so, so if you got your wife's phone and went to Facebook, she's probably not liked her page, correct? Oh, no, I guarantee she's not. <laughs> I don't even think phone. she's liked ours yet. I don't think she has either, <laughs> which is about right. Uh, yeah. It's part for the course. Hey, I, I'm in that same boat. So I knew what I signed up for. It's all right. That's right. <laughs> and that is... Your country music news. And fire flew from his fingertips as he rosened up his bow. And he pulled his bow across the strings and it made an evil hiss. Then a band of demons joined in and it sounded something like this. That's right, folks. Mr. Charlie Daniels. I can't think of a time period where Charlie Daniels wasn't massive in my eyes. Yeah, yeah he's always been a uh, you know kind of a pioneer 
in uh, country music. And that song is one of the most uh, famous songs ever written, I, I would imagine. It is. It is. So we're going to take you back to 1994. Super Bowl. The pregame show was called Georgia Music Makers. They had Charlie Daniels. They had this group right here. Georgia Satellites. That song right there was massive. Oh, it was huge. Like, I remember being in a band. And if you didn't know this song, it was just as bad as you didn't know Sweet Home Alabama. You know, because that song was just as big at the time. You know? It's a a very popular song. Yeah. With Chris Cross. Now, you can't live in 1994 and not remember Chris Cross. If you do, you're a wiggity 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 wet. Yes. <laughs> they also had the Morehouse College marching band with them at the time. So that's the pre show. This is the stuff that you get to uh, hear they perform yeah. beforehand. And do you have anything to say before we get to the halftime of the 1994? Super Bowl. Uh, all I'll say is it's you know, pretty self-explanatory why they had all those acts together because it was at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, all those acts are from Georgia. Mm-hmm. The majority of them are from Atlanta. Uh, so now seventy-two thousand in attendance seemed like a big number to me, but Jordan was saying that that's kind of been the attendance level uh, since day one, right? Yeah. I mean, for the history of the big game, it's always been, you know, max crowd, whatever a stadium can hold. That's what the attendance is going to be like. um, I don't know which one was attended to. I would say probably the one that was in a cowboy stadium just a couple years ago in uh, uh, Jerry World down in Dallas. Uh, Jerry Jones built a huge, huge stadium. And uh, I would imagine that is the highest attendance ever in a Super Bowl. But, yeah. So this halftime in 1994, it was kind of the first time that they had so many country singers uh during the time of this they have featured a couple but this was the first time that the stage kind of felt like it was all country they named it rockin country sunday and the first artist to take the stage was mr clint black And that was tuckered out. And I'm telling you what, Clint Black, he he was the real deal back around that time. He was one of the hottest country artists. We are have you ever been a Clint Black fan? Uh I mean I wasn't a huge fan. Because, I mean, at the time when he was really big, I was not a you know, fan at all of country music, yeah. uh, really. Uh, 
But I did enjoy him on The Masked uh, Singer. He was on it with his wife. Yeah, she <laughs> she's a pretty good singer and an actor as well. That that song was off of uh, Killing Time, which was one of his biggest country songs. Mm-hmm. After that, we had Tanya Tucker. Well, I was up all night wondering what to do Thinking that I ought to just forget about you But it's a little too late Well, it's a little too late When you walked in, I should have walked out But it's a little too late to do the right thing now Now that was a massive hit for her And I can't wait till we do an episode about her Because she probably has more rumors around town in Nashville As many as George Jones has So we'll have to do a lot of fact checking But she was a big star in herself and still is Yeah After that, we had one of the biggest artists from the 90s Mr. Travis Tritt Mr. Travis Tritt. Now somebody I mean, else owns that. Do what now? Now somebody else owns that. Oh, yeah, that is right. Because <laughs> he sold his entire catalog. He did. Uh, did I, I wanted to follow up on something. The uh, highest attendance ever for the big game was in uh, Pasadena, California. It had 103,985 people in attendance there have been five games in which there were over a hundred thousand people in attendance wow (laughs) you thought 72 was a lot yeah i mean that (laughs) i take your 72 and i raise it wow so travis triad he also is one of the artists who uh recently come out about his the way that he felt about playing in places that required you know the vaccine to get in and he he's been playing a big part on voice in his opinion which is one of the rare times that i've seen him come out and say something like that mm-hmm. so he's part of that party as well so after that then we had why don't i keep my senses i don't get kicked around i shivered one right one of a kind why don't she and she inspired a song by promise called why don't was <coughs> big brown beaver <laughs> oh my god you know that no no is that a joke no it's a, it's for real oh, that, that's there's a, a song called why don't was big brown beaver oh my gosh i'm gonna have to google that so before the halftime show was over they closed it out with winona and her mama coming out on stage and everyone who performed that night 
sung this song. What an outstanding song! Yeah, I got a got a story that uh, that song hits home with me. Uh, my mother, when uh, me and my brother were young, Adopted. no, no, oh. <laughs> we were young. We were in 4-H, and they had a talent show every year. They had an individual section, and then they had the uh, yeah, club section where you're in groups. Well, uh, me and my my brother, he's uh, three years older than I am, but <clears throat> my mom wanted us to do a song together because so we sang all the time at home. Um, this was around the time that my brother was, you know, <clears throat> going through the big change is how I'll say it. So I don't know. I, I am going to say he is a good singer. He's got a good voice. Um, but. On this particular occasion, I don't know if one of his balls dropped when he was trying to hit one of them notes, but it made his voice squeal. Yeah. His voice was going through the change. And uh, like on stage, you see me put my head down, <laughs> shake my head. It's yeah. on video somewhere, but uh, we have got to find this video. <laughs> Pretty Would you call we your mom when we get off here and see if we can get the audio of this? Oh, that way. Well, I mean, you really can't hear me because yeah, my brother kind of, you know, went over the top of me. He stole the show. Yeah, he he definitely stole the show. <laughs> I don't know for all the wrong reasons, but and yeah. he is a good singer. But on that particular night, he did not have his A game. <laughs> You're gonna find out when he heard this episode because he's gonna be calling. <laughs> <laughs> he knows it's true. Yeah. So so that was your music performance. Since mm-hmm. Sunday, in celebration of that, we figured let's highlight country music a little bit more. So that was 1994's performance, and I really hope sometime soon that we get back to a little bit of country music, at least every other year. But, you know, we were fortunate enough to have it once. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't hold your breath. I would imagine um, they're going to do something a a little more neutral as far as they're not going to have anything country. They're not going to have any... Um, you know, heavy metal, (laughs) anything like that. They're not going to have any uh, gospel singers. They have kind of, which this year they're having, you know, Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, and uh, Mary J. I just wish it would have been 50 Cent part of that. I I don't understand it. Um, the ones they got, they're going to tie all their music in. It's going to, it's going to be pretty good, but. Uh, 1994 is not the only year that uh, country artists performed. No, it wasn't. Yeah, also, also, 2003. Well, Natalie Cole, I can't, I can't end that performance without saying that Natalie Cole 
is the one who sung the national anthem in 1994. Now, what was your record for other artists that's made appearances from the country music scene? Um, well, the only other one who was a headliner, like as far as a halftime show, I'm not sure about the pregame or the national anthem. There's a lot of those, you know, you know stars of singing the national anthem. I'm sure uh, Carrie Underwood is one of them. Yes. I know she's, you know, sang at uh, multiple, you know, sporting events. Um, I think Eric Church actually sung the national anthem at a big event. I'm not sure which one, but uh, 2003, Shania Twain uh, performed with uh, No Doubt and Sting, which is a little odd of a pairing. Um, Very odd. <laughs> that took place in San Diego, California. That's um, probably why. Yeah, well, uh, Sting. Isn't he from that area? Sting? Yeah. I don't think so. Is he kind of like a new, new Jersey guy? Yeah, well, I don't know. I always get him in. Bon Jovi confused. Bon Jovi's from Jersey. Yeah. I don't know about Sting. Hmm. I will look that up, though. Yeah, because that that is kind of an odd pair to put together. And see, like, she was massive in the 90s, so I wonder what they were thinking to bring her out during that time. Of course, she is a crossover artist as well, so. He's uh, from, uh, he's from the UK. He's from the United Kingdom. So, in the 2003 yeah, big game, the Tampa Bay Bucks played the, at that time, Oakland Raiders, or now the Las Vegas Raiders. But the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers won their first Super Bowl, 48 to 21. San Diego, California, like I said, uh, 67,000 uh, people in attendance. Um, yeah, I, I will have to say, I would not have. I remember watching the game. I do not remember the halftime show. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I don't imagine that it was all that fantastic. But, well, now that the only Super Bowl that I remember watching was in two thousand. That was with my family. We all gathered around because it was the Tennessee Titans, and they were mm-hmm. so close to home. So that's the only one that I ever remember watching from the beginning to the end. And I remember the end was horrible for Tennessee Titans. Yeah, the loss by yard. That was unreal. That was crazy. Now, I went to a playoff game in, uh, you know, the year 2000, a Titans playoff game, which I think I've probably been to eight or nine games of the Titans. I've been to one Bengals game. Which, you know, congratulations to the Bengals. But at the time, I was dating a, a psycho from Indiana. But that's a whole other story. Um, I'm pretty sure she's a spawn of Satan. I could do a whole other podcast just over the, all, all the all the weird things that I experienced in that relationship. Yeah. But I'll need a therapist afterward to, you know, relive it. So I'm not right. going to do that. Um, but, I mean, I remember that Super Bowl, you know, you're talking about very well yeah because i am a jets fan i've liked the new york jets since i was little because my dad was a fan back in the day he is now he's switched he's not a jets fan anymore he just he hates that they suck every year so he's a titans fan yeah when they came to nashville he started rooting for the titans so um 
I like the Titans, but if I had to choose one of you know the area teams, I would choose uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. But that being said, I'm just looking at the list of all the people who have you know performed, and I've seen every one of these you know performances. But the only ones I remember, um, I remember uh, 2004. Everybody should remember 2004 because uh, uh, Janet Jackson, uh, Kid Rock, uh, P. Diddy, yes. Jessica Simpson, Nelly, Justin Timberlake. That was the year of the you know, infamous uh, wardrobe malfunction. We still don't know if that was planned or not, do we? Well, no, we don't because her you know, hypothetical stock skyrocketed. After her uh, titty popped out on that stage. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, everybody was Googling them some Janet Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Now, speaking of actually attending one, I actually got to one time. My dad had, um, he works with a, a major company that I'm not going to say, but he did uh, get some nice tickets. And I thought it would be cool to be like on the fifth row from the field. I got to meet Gretchen Wilson. She was singing the national anthem. But at fifth row, you're like eye level with the players. So you can't really see what's going on, you know? Yeah. So the closest say, I sit, I sit two rows off the field one time. Um, it's not worth it, is it? I mean, unless you're doing it for uh, autograph purposes. Well, were you on the end zone or were you on the sidelines? We were like dead square in the middle of the field. So 50-yard line? Yes. I was, I think I was like at the, the 30. I saw the game where Vince Young was the quarterback for the Titans at the time. He was going up against the Arizona Cardinals. The Titans were losing with a minute left. They drove 99 yards to win the game. Hmm. It was pretty awesome. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's something that I I never could get into sports. I, <laughs> that's why I, this is know, the only time to. I'm going to get to talk about sports. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna talk as much as I can. My I'm face telling you, Matt. Blue in a minute. I hear it at work. I'm the only person at work that just it goes in one ear and out the other. It's like you're talking Chinese to me. Like I I, I don't understand it. I I need to. It would be good conversation pieces. But man, if it's not Call of Duty, my kids. Contra music and working. Mm-hmm. That's about the only four things that I'm kind of intertwined with. In church, I'm surprised. I need to go those, to church more. Yeah, I'm surprised all those you know, truck drivers you're jumping in and other trucks aren't talking yeah. about sports and his, small talk. His jokes isn't even talk? funny. Y'all don't have pillow talk. It's not even funny. <laughs> I don't hear nobody laugh. Hey, the look on your face. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I do it. I do yeah, it for that yeah. instant gratification. Okay. Yeah. But I'm well, just going through the list of uh, past performers. Uh, 2007 was Prince. That's probably my favorite. I remember that like it was uh, last week. I, it's I not figured like it was you'd be a Prince fan. Yeah. I mean, he's a great musician. Yeah. yeah 2008, Tom Petty. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a pretty that. good one. That's kind of weird that they were back to back because they died very you know, close in you know, time together. Yeah. You know, unexpectedly, too. Um, I, I'm the type of guy who goes back like the week after and watches the performance on YouTube. Yeah. You know, if I'm not watching it live. And 
you know, also at this time, this is when the NFL was going in and they were getting all these older, um, you know, acts like, yeah, you know, uh, 2009, uh, Bruce Springsteen, he had, he'd been, in, you know, irrelevant for years. Right. And now, well, uh, well, now he does a podcast with, uh, you know, President Obama. So he's, you know, kind of back in. He does. You know, relevancy. Yeah. So they have a podcast together. Yeah. What's it called? I don't, I can't think of the name of it. It's pretty boring though. I listened to one. Like, is it, do they do like one a week or how do Uh, they do it? I don't know how often they do it, but I heard, I have heard one episode. I do not remember what. That's crazy. It was very boring. Wow. And you know what? You can say what you want, but president Obama, he's just a cool dude, man. He is. He's cool. He's a cool person. I'm not, I mean, politics aside, if I could hang out with anyone that's still alive, I mean, I, I'm a big Trump fan, but it wouldn't be Trump. Yeah. It would be Bill Clinton because, you know, I feel like, I mean, he, he's yeah, just one of them guys who kind of get beat up by his old lady all the time. But I think that he would have some really fascinating stories. I mean, just the stories he would tell being on Epstein's plane. That's that's enough in itself. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not that. You know, they all have their bad situations, but like Bill Clinton and and, in, in our time, I think Obama, even though I'm not a fan by no means, I would never vote for him. Nothing Mm -hmm. like that. But I think he is the closest thing to a professional. Oh yeah. Speaking, you know, he's the uh, most presidential. I know we got a lot of shit past us that, you know, that we may never know, but yeah. not saying that he's a bad person. Hey, every saying, one of them, you know, there's not a president in history who hasn't, you know, uh, uh, pushed, you know, something on us that, you know, it was you know, frowned upon uh, yeah. 20 years later. And I mean, I know people say that they hate presidents and stuff like that, but if you have a chance to see one, you would do it. Definitely. So stop lying. I yeah, mean, it's, it's, to. It's it's kind of a surreal moment. That's like when we had Aaron on, and he said that the Trump um, caravan come past. He got all of his kids together. They went out mm-hmm. and watched it just because that's something that you don't normally see. Right. You know? No, no, for sure. Now, 2010, the NFL was going back in time. They had uh, the who. Now, 2011, they kind of went you know, back in time just a few years, not like they did with the who, but. Uh, Black Eyed Peas, Usher, and Slash. Now, I'm going to skip over. I'm trying to see. 2016, they had Coldplay, Beyonce. Um, that was pretty you know, relevant at the time. Uh, 2017, you know, <clears throat> Lady Gaga. And then we're you know, getting up to you know, the 2018, Justin Timberlake. Oh, your boy was in 2019. Yeah, uh, Maroon Five with you know, uh big boy from Outcast and Travis Scott. Really? Yeah, he performed in 2019. I don't remember that. Now I remember with uh, Maroon Five, there was some kind of like uh, controversy to where one minute they were playing, then the next minute they wasn't. Um, yeah, I remember that. Now that it was all staged, it was all you know recorded. Oh uh, well. 
from what I've understood uh, researching for this episode, the artists don't per se, like they, they don't get paid, but I'm sure all their fees of getting there, getting the band there, getting all the equipment, I'm sure they're not out anything. But supposedly they don't get a check that says this is for performing at the Super Bowl. Right. Now, um, last year it was uh, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. And I'll only suggest watching that because it was beautiful. Yeah, their hips don't lie. It was a beautiful performance. (laughs) Like for some, all right, for two women to be 50 years old and have that body. That's impressive in itself. Um, they are testaments that, you know, if you work hard, you can do it and you can you know, maintain it. Yeah. It's a lot of hard work, but they have definitely yeah, uh, kept up their end of the bargain. So it's do you Lord. have any predictions for Sunday? Well, it's in two weeks. But, okay. In uh, two weeks. I'm sorry. Uh, as of right now, the Rams are favored. By four points, uh, you know, spreads four. Now, <clears throat> the game is at the Rams' home stadium. It's normally not at the home stadiums because it's, uh, you know, decided upon you know years in advance where the next one's going to be. Right. Um, you know, last year, uh, Tampa Bay played in their home stadium, and that was the first time in NFL history that the game had been played at a you know, stadium whose home team, team was in right. the actual game. But uh, yeah, so this year, the Rams are in it. They're playing in their home stadium. I want the Bengals to win. I'm sure you do, too, because the Rams beat the Titans at, in the Super Bowl you watched. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there are so many you know, storylines to it. Uh, I'm going to say... And I may be, I don't want to be the kiss of death. I think Cincinnati pulls it off. I think they do. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be an ugly game. Um, it's going to be a relatively low scoring game, in my opinion. If it's not a low scoring game, the Rams will win. But if it is low scoring, like I think it will be, uh, Cincinnati is going to pull it off. Well, I can't end this without saying that my son is a Super Bowl baby. In 2012, around 2 o'clock, my wife went into labor on the 2012 Super Bowl on that Uh, Sunday. I thought you were saying they were conceived because you were so happy about, you know, the end of the game that you just went ahead and put a couple rounds in. No, he he was actually born on that Sunday. I'll never forget my wife saying, where's the towels? And like, uh, or no. She told me to get a towel, and I was like, where are the towels? I didn't even know where the towels was because I was so excited, and I just I kind of forgot everything. <laughs> but he was born on a Super Bowl Sunday of 2012, February the 5th, 2012. It was pretty cool. I thought maybe, you know, the hospital gives you something if you have a New Year's baby. Yeah. So I figured, like, uh, any kind of major day that you got something, We didn't get nothing but a crime baby (laughs) and a big, massive bill. Yeah. Yeah. That that was a good Super Bowl, too. 
Yeah, I, I didn't the, watch it. I didn't watch it. Who performed? The Patriots. Who performed? The Giants and the Patriots. No, I mean uh, singing. Oh, you worried about that? Do you not have that? <laughs> I can get it. Well, I figured you. you said twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Madonna. LMFAO, I'm sure they're kicking themselves for that. Nicki Minaj, MIA. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, I, I do you have anything left? I do not. What's your prediction? My prediction, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't even know like who's playing. I don't I, I mean Did you I, not I, listen I to know. what I just said? Yeah, I did. You said but you said Cincinnati. You didn't say the name of the team. The Bengals. Okay, so the Bengals versus the Rams. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How how big was uh, the score on last of their games? Like, what was the difference? Like, did they win by 10 or 15 or what? They both barely won. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm just going to be different and say the Rams. Yeah. Well, so the, the Rams – they are how much do you favorite. think they're going to beat them by? If if your team wins, how much do you think it'll be by? Three points. Oh, you think it's going to be that close? Yeah. Oh, wow. It'll be by a field goal. All right, folks. Well, we appreciate you tuning in, listening to us. We do have a little cool contest going on that if you get on our Facebook page and guess the amount that is sitting in front of the guitar, you could win that amount. There's a little, a few rules that you have to do, and we're going to be cashing in all the money live the, um, next week, and we'll announce the winner. Yep. And, uh, I mean, it's free money. If you get close to the amount or you get the amount exactly, it's free money. Why not do it? I'm going to go ahead and guess that there's enough in there likely. And, I mean, we don't know. We honestly, hand on the Bible, don't know. But it's enough to cover a good steak wherever you want to eat on us. Yeah. On us. You can look at it. So, if you haven't already, go like us on the Country Music Critic Podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. Peace. The country music critic expressively disclaims any and all liability and responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or any other damage arising out of the individual use of reference to reliance on or inability to use this podcast or the information contained in this podcast. All information is contained by the world wide.